0: No Welcome to Wimbledon on No Challenges Remaining. We are in Center Court, Courtney.
1: Yeah. true
0: it's it's quite the setting for this (laughs) little podcast it's very it's empty there's actually there's one security guy walking around he might be on a phone or something but otherwise we have the place to ourselves
1: we do we're looking out on center court which is currently tented with the uh the uh traditional championship set i mean they, they they brand their tarps i mean this place is this place is kind of incredible in a lot of ways and and uh Yeah, kind of mind-blowing. We were walking in and we saw two painted parking spaces under Center Court for Mobility scooters. (laughs) Like, they look like tiny, handicapped parking spaces. I mean, that's the level of detail, Ben, that we're talking about here at Wimbledon. It's
0: pretty impressive. Actually, you mentioned sponsored tarps, and that's one thing I'd heard as an argument for trying to do them on hard courts. You can slap a logo on it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, no. You also may hear that a few times they are testing the public address system which they've been doing a lot <laughs> a lot so we it works it's all right it's our feedback for them it works yeah. <laughs> um, what else works is the draw let's just get right into it uh, you want to do men or women first
1: up to you I, I just spoiler alert i've seen the men's draw oh no i'm sorry yeah i oh, have seen no. it uh i had to do a couple preview uh videos and stuff like that well on man, so. we will look at you playing both sides always uh, what <laughs> weird <laughs> <laughs>
0: let's do um the
2: men then since
1: you're so familiar sure i'm a pro let's start ATP with ATP outsider
0: let's start with this uh first section right away i like laughed out loud when, when, when <laughs> Not when that happened, but I laughed out loud when Sasha Bublik uh, got, first of all, he lost in qualifying, like, 12-10 in the fifth. And then he got a lucky loser spot, and then he plays Andy Murray, which I found out all that simultaneously. And it was very amusing. Uh, He, uh, actually, I'll put in some audio here. He was doing, he got put in one of the small rooms to do press. Um, Oh, there's a
1: dog. Hi, dog.
0: There's a dog on center court.
1: There's a dog on center court, you guys. I
0: think it's. I don't know if it's having it's a, a German Shepherd. Yeah, or it's bomb-sniffing yeah. call or something like that. But, hi, dog. Uh, anyway, Sacha Bublik was in the put in a small room of press, and he just like puts on a show for the he British put, press. He Who he he, 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 he didn't. People they didn't know quite what to expect. Here are some various snippets of that. He went on for like 18 minutes. It was incredibly <laughs> long <one> for <laughs> a. Hey, so you're going to play Andy Murray first press conference. But usually, which I'm very familiar with this <laughs> this genre of press conference, <laughs> uh, usually they take about three minutes. But but Bublik puts on a show. Here he is. So
2: where, so where were you when you found out you were a lucky loser, and you found out you were playing Andy at the same time? I mean, actually it was like this. I was I lost. I was so down. Like, I was mentally so down. I was, I was even crying. i never done it. Never cry after the matches, but that's time I went somewhere in the forest, like, sit there, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Because I was really unlucky at that much, like, my, my opening got everything. And then I go I go to Discovery City a little bit, walk like, with my friend, and I wake up in the morning, we go to Starbucks probably, I thought, I gotta grab a tea. I was sitting on my phone and my father texted me like, ha, you playing Andy Murray. And I'm like, ha, of course not. Are you kidding me? And he's like, no, you're playing Andy. And I'm like, okay, nah. And then he's like, check a draw. And I open up the draw and I see my name next to Andy Murray. And I'm like, I just, my phone just fell out of my hand. And I'm like, nah, it can't be real. Can't be real. Then I take off my phone. I started updating it like an idiot. I was really <laughs> updating it every 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 second. And as, and I was like, then I realized that for real, I was jumping like for like 15 minutes like a, like an idiot. Like I was I was like, nah, I can't be real. I would start calling my manager, and everyone was like, nah, nah, nah. He said it a joke. He just you just think you, you think you win? Why not? Mm. Why I'm playing tennis for to win the matches? Mm. Do you, you know, were, the, you do do you know um, the stat that he's played two lucky losers this season, and he's lost both times. Okay. <laughs> Third gonna be lucky, yeah? <laughs> For me, hopefully. You you were where he's been hobbling around a bit. He's been struggling a bit with injury. I didn't know that. Like, I'm not I'm not following tennis that much. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, this is where we are, right? We're, we're, yeah. Okay. 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 So then. guys, so I think we are speaking about football. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not following tennis that much. Like, I mean, I saw results when my friends are playing with the fellow Nigerian players, but. Like, not the top guys especially. Like they always win. Why they should you follow them? It's boring. It? <laughs> like, like if you see Djokovic playing, you know, you open up Djokovic against someone. Okay, one zero a Djokovic, whatever. So do you like watching tennis or what? No, I mean, when, the, when there's interesting matches, like fellow next-gen players playing, because even like, rough and fat, like, what you, want, you watch the guys are putting everything in the court, it's not interesting. Like, I mean, it's interesting to see the highlights, how they're finishing the ball, but when they're rallying for like 45 shots, you're, you're sitting and you feel like, okay, can I quit tennis please <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> So do you ever think this is a really big point I better not play a crazy shot or is, for you as it's just whatever comes into your mind at that particular I mean moment? yeah that's my problem actually I think if I, if I would, when I'm gonna find a balance between making jokes and the show off uh, and, and playing like really constantly tennis then I'm gonna be a better player but now you know I'm trying. Like especially last year, I was only doing freak shots. Like I was, I was, I was not really interesting. You know, sometimes I'm going on court, even if I played good guys like top hundred, so I'm not really interesting. Like you know, I can make hundred drops and win a match. So, I know you say you don't watch too much tennis, but no. what do you make of Andy Murray? What do you think of him? Because he's a, another guy with a lot of kind of shots and drop shots, lobs, etc. I saw him once. He was missing the ball, and the ball was and then, like, why? My coach will tell me everything, and then I'll try to do it. Do you reckon there won't be too many long rallies in the show? No. No chance. I'm going to miss. <laughs> <laughs> so unless
0: Andy is, like, really hurt. I mean, Bublik is a weird player. He's dangerous. He's got a big serve. Shelf on grass. So I would not say Andy should relax through this match. It's a weird first match for him to have to play. Um, but overall, yeah, Andy's draw I don't like. I think Andy got a bad draw.
1: Really? I think this is about as good of a draw as Andy Murray could have gotten. You think so? Yeah, I, I don't mind it too much. I mean, the seeds in his quarter, obviously, it's anchored by Vavrinka, which is not ideal, but oh, you all know. the way
0: down there. I mean, even I mean, even like first four no, rounds. No, I
1: know. I'm just going through. Like, I we always disagree on how to do draws. Fair. This is what I'm saying, <laughs> is that Andy Murray is in the quarter anchored by Stan Vavrinka. The other seeds in his quarter: uh, Fabio Fanini, Nick Kyrgios, Luca Pui, Joe Wilfred Tsonga, Sam Querrey, Fernando Verdasco. Wow. Obviously, all like very dangerous quash- uh, 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 players. All players who are great. Do I think that they're necessarily going to do something at Wimbledon, per se? Like in terms of current form um, and all that, I'm not entirely as sure. Like if this was a draw, for example, at the U.S. Open, I'd be like, bye, Andy. (laughs) <laughs> but the fact that it's the fact that it's at Wimbledon, I think that it's a little bit different. Um, and you so. have to say Andy. <laughs> Cheerio, Andy. Cheerio, <laughs> Andy. Um so yeah, so opening against Sasha B- I mean, it's a tricky draw. I mean, Bublick, potentially Dustin Brown in the second round, Fanini, potentially third round. I mean, that's not easy because those are like weird players who can right. shriek, but again, festa five, and I do think I don't know. I mean, do you think that Andy Murray is legit are there legit injury concerns? Or is, uh, is it being made to be more than it actually is? What is your take?
0: I'll tell you what I thought. The first time I heard about was when he pulled out of hurling him. With a hip, yeah. On hip. And I said, it's going to rain today. He doesn't want to sit there through a rain delay. That was my immediate thought on that. Sure. Um, it was a horrible day of rain and qualities. So that, was, that was when we posted, the day we posted the... Sarab episode uh, earlier this week, and so I was thinking, yeah, obviously I was like smart, Andy. Like that's good. We pulled out the second one. I was a little more surprised, but still, no, he's still practicing. He looks fine in practice. They did that thing on the cover of the front page of the Sun. Where people touched him and it oh, was yeah. like, transferring Rubbing. their energy to his hip. I mean, you <laughs> can just imagine in the courtroom being like, Andy, show them where the British <laughs> public touched you. <laughs> it was all very weird. Um, but yes, so I, I think the one to start out to me, Bublik. I don't. I would be shocked by him losing to Bublik, but it could be an annoying match for him, uh, for sure. Dustin Brown, I think he'll see coming, and Brown is very hot and cold. I mean, for all the ro- times he beats Rafa, he also flops in these matches quite a bit. But he does. Like big stages, so who will be probably be on center. Uh, the one in the third round, I think, is most dangerous is Vesely. Uh, Vesely is mm. a big server, done well here last him. year, beat Dominic Team here last year. So that's of the people most likely a to beat him first Dominic week. Dominic Team, true. Um, but when is he not? Uh, <laughs> of the people who could beat him first round here, uh, first week here, I pick Vesely. as most likely, and then um, yeah, you Kirios know, did terrible against him last year here. Maybe it's not as bad. Maybe you've talked me off the ledge for Andy a little bit, but. I think it'd be a couple, a bunch of annoying matches. I don't think it's an easy draw, by any stretch, it's in terms of like draw, daily, no. daily day. But I do think big picture, zooming out, he's not in the toughest quarter. Like I think Vavrinka's a good person to get in the five through eight range, for sure. I don't think Songa's is particularly dangerous there either. Querrey made quarters last year; he could make it there again this year, and not a bad draw for Sam Query, A little bit further down, the 24 seed, he'd play Songa third round, which they had a really long. No, it was Songa and Isner had a really long match here. Quarry and at uh, The Americans play long here. Um, yeah. Uh, Verdasco-Anderson's match the circle is a good first rounder in a section. But overall, I'd pick, I'd pick the field over Murray to make the semis.
1: Sure. I'll say that. Yeah, no, I mean, and, but, the, but that's like more... Um, just a reflection of where Andy's at. Right. Let a, Less so that, you know, the straw is particularly, I mean, if he can play his way into it, and I think that in Paris, assuming that Andy is healthier than maybe people f- might think he is or, you know, whatever, it, it heals over time. That you know, in Paris, he came in with zippity doo dah form, and he was able to, to to play his way into it and make his make the semifinals. So I think that you know, obviously, far more comfortable here on the grass than he is in the clay. A bit of an opportunity for him to do the same thing here. Now that being said, grass doesn't really allow you to play into form. I mean, that's just not the nature of the surface. I mean, yeah. you have to, which is why Bublik is an annoying first. Yeah, you no, know, you have to be like kind of on it from the get go, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is as as good a draw as he could have asked for, and it's up for him to now to to kind of navigate it. but from a pure just draw perspective, it wasn't exactly like you know. Uh, panic klaxons uh, the minute no. that it was finalized for Andy and I'll
0: say that big picture, I was writing a draw story for the Times, it was hard for me and if you read the story I might tell, it was hard for me to figure out like what the main headline out of these draws both draws were, I thought they were kind of headline free draws, I thought everything was just kind of eh, that's there, I think I made, and- I made it I made it Andy, I think Andy was because he's the many champion and question marks about him and stuff, um, yeah but I, I, we will see I, I don't, you're right. I don't think there's nothing where, like, wow, circle it, which I will say the opposite of for Nadal coming right. up in the second quarter. I circle and highlight and bold, and it's already bolded because it's the seed, but Karen Katschnoff sure. in the third round, I think I would almost make that match 50 50 at best for Rafa if he gets there. And, um, and he might not get there because I think Dennis Isteman is another player who is a very hard hitter, who's won a grass court title before in his career in Nottingham a couple of years ago. Uh, I was looking this up actually just now. Uh, Yuichi Sagita, who won. Um, Antalya. Antalya today, first non-Nishikori Asian winner, East Asian, since Hung Tai Lee in uh, 2003. Uh, if you, you don't, that's not counting Shresha Fan, who counts as Southeast Asian in 2004, uh, and then Istomin and a couple Kazakhs, russian turned Kazakhs. And I think Istomin is ethnically Russian. But um, anyway, Istomin can do it in the second round. I, I just don't have faith on Rafa on grass still. I wrote a story about this. There's just, there's not a track record in the last few years. He's come routinely and lost to players. as of the top 100. His last four losses Wimbledon have been to sub-top 100 players. So people are talking about, oh, it's a vintage year nadal Federer final. Yeah, no.
1: I don't know if I see necessarily an a, a Nadal-Feder final. I think that Nadal- Rafa will be in the second week. Um, okay. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and back that. I do think that Kachinov is, is definitely dangerous, and that's a tough like third-rounder for him just because of the way that Kachinov plays. But, you know, I don't see a Millman beating Nadal. I don't see nah. a D.Y. beating Nadal. And I don't see, I don't really see a Dennis in right now uh, beating an Nadal. I do. I mean, I'm a big believer in form. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, like, you kind of just – you do have to kind of show up – Um, for the most part and be like playing pretty well. I'm not sure that we can really say that about I mean You're basing it off of like historical Dennis right. Histman, and Isn't I'm done saying much. like Histman made right now in is, is not, you know, is not the guy. So I'm not entirely sure. I, I I buy that one as a. Kachanov's big... my guy. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. I'm not I'm saying yeah. catching off I still think that Rafa will get through that. I still think that again in a best of five format, uh, you give Nadal enough bites at the apple, and also from a catching off perspective, whether or not he can prove that he has the, you know, the intestinal fortitude to take out a top seed at a big tournament, he's yet to prove that he can. So um, I'm going to go with the conservative pick here, and I'm going to go with, with Nadal into the second week at least. And then from there, you know, things definitely do continue to get tricky. I mean, you know, you don't and really Strauss want Hill. to play a Gilles Muller who's in there who's 16th seeded. I'm like, what? That's grass
0: formula that's kicking in for oh, Gilles Muller. Okay, it's, a big, it's a big part of okay. that. Uh, he was the biggest winner in the grass seeding formula, which you're Same. right you're, you're right. to double take at that for okay. sure. I, and actually, funny that he winds up in the straw because I was talking, at an interview with Tony Nadal in Mallorca, who i never interviewed before actually, before this week where he's tournament director uh, there. And he uh, was mentioning how it's hard, much harder for Rafa first week on grass here yep. when things sure. are faster and slicker and the footing is you know, less firm in the yeah. back. And the one player he mentioned as a player who's been where he felt like Rafa couldn't play was Jules Muller, who actually beat him um, in 2005. I think first time Rafa played Wimbledon. He was referring actually to a match he played in uh, 2011 I want to say or 2010 maybe one of the times he made the final one of the times he made the final for sure first week it was like 7-5, f- 7-6 seven, seven, Rafa snuck through it or something but he was like Rafa could, was like kind of hopeless in that match so Gilles Moeller who um, I think won uh, uh let's go with that no, he's, he's in form I mean yeah. I think
1: again like I think that's and Sol's in there too who's yeah, so, playing really well in qualities actually right, so I think the second week I think that if the draw holds up in certain ways like it's going to be a good you know significant test for no. Rafa um, but yeah, Gilles Muller being in there, uh, uh Marin Cilic obviously playing yeah. well, making the Queens final
0: possible quarter by a possible yeah.
1: quarter there. So not easy. And even when you look at like an Evo Karlovich, who knows? I mean, if Evo, Evo decides right. to like rain down 70 aces, I mean, what are you going to do? He's done it before. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he,
0: he made his name for himself when he beat Leighton Hewitt here. That's right. Defending champ in 03. Yeah. And also Evo Karlovic, we don't say this enough. It's so old. People talk about, <laughs> people talk about Tommy Haas being old. Evo Karlovic is uh, maybe older, No, at least just as close to as old. Um. Yeah, he's he's remarkable. What he's doing, still being a top. Uh, what's he ranked now? Top twenty-ish player. Seated,
1: yeah, top twenty-one. Well, I mean, grass yeah.
0: court formula. But right. So I don't 21. know which way that. Oh wait. Oh, there's in parentheses here in this chart. That's helpful. He is twenty ranked twenty-third now. So yeah, so being a top twenty-five player at his advanced age, uh, underrated story. Uh, I think we actually had an interview about him being old and we did the episode with uh, Ashish, I remember mm-hmm. yeah, I did. in uh, last summer. Uh, yeah, so if you want to hear more about Ivo Karlovich on being old, <laughs> there's that. Uh, yeah, Chilich, I think Chilich is in there with a shot to make this final.
1: Tricky first round. Against tricky Philip first round
0: who I feel like is often tricky, rarely actually beats people. Yeah,
1: no, I know. But then uh, <laughs> when you know when you don't but then when you don't highlight Philip Kohlschreiber, he goes and breaks Actually, his second apart. round
0: is hell, Chilich, uh, Troitsky or yeah. Meyer? That's tough. Cause
1: that's not easy. Because Meyer
0: won hollow last year. He's a really good grass court player. And then Steve Johnson, third round, is not a gimme either for Marion Chilich, He's a guy who's won his title won a title on grass and likes grass a lot and made fourth round here last year, I think. Uh, so tricky draw for Marion Chilich. actually. Maybe a draw loser. And then getting Corey fourth round. Who knows if Corey and his health and whatever. But... Um, yeah, uh, Chilich I think has an outside shot or not even too far outside to make this final. If Murray yeah. doesn't uh, get there, I think Murray would take him out, I would think. If Murray's healthy and in the semis. Once you get
1: into that situation, you right. feel like you start to back, you know. It's always the case. It's like if these guys can just get themselves into that second week then and late deep into that second week, then you feel like they're the ones to get it, you know, no. across the line.
0: Bottom half of this draw starts with uh, the setting finalist. Niles well, he's, not, he's the top line of this draw. That's Federer's quarter of the draw. And Federer, I think, is a, not a huge draw winner.
1: Yeah, no, it's not an easy draw no, for Roger, not at I all. don't think, at all. Ooh. Um, so that's the more I look at it, the more it's bad. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I, I I kind of felt like he was, I mean, I think Novak was the ultimate draw loser but um, of the big four, but um, or the f- top four seeds, but... Uh, yeah, Roger opening against uh, Dolgopolov, who you never know, lightning can strike. Hasn't really been playing well, but on any given day, best of five. I don't know. I still obviously like. Yeah. I mean, Roger's my pick for the title. So
0: Dolgopolov actually played okay against
1: Stan on clay. He played him at French Open. It was like not a terrible match. Yeah. So fair, fair. Um, and then potentially could play obviously Misha Zverev, who's in there. Who you know? He's Gras- a very court, good record Gras-Court. against
0: Federer, though. He- Federer has a Federer has a good record against. Yeah, Misha, I was about though. to. I, was, like, I, I mm. meant to phrase that wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I saw I saw I saw Federer double bagel, uh, Misha Zverev and Halef several years ago, and it was still I think the only men's double bagel I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like almost like with Roger. I mean, well, I mean, I, I think back to that Stakovsky match, but um, you know, when he plays like kind of like a typical grass quarter, I think that he just knows how to figure that out real, yeah. real, real fast because um, he is the best pure grass quarter. Right. It's a matter of of Roger kind of. Uh, adjusting his game to play against people who play non-grass court games on grass courts. And that's what he started
0: doing early in his career because he's been there through these shifts in the grass court conditions and the generations. I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch Federer Sampras from 2001 it looks like a totally different sport like the way they're constructing points it's not a sport I, I prefer the modern version a lot to what they were doing back then but federer was game for that back then and even in 2003 you know playing a guy like philip Pousis in the final and andy roddick it was more you know big serve follow it in type tennis and federer is certainly fluent in that language as well if he's, if he didn't know enough um also sidebar the translation services are oh, great. I listen to Petra's. Yes, yeah, so they, they translate. So Czech. they have Czech. They have. In, it's so, this, so this is something I don't know if we mentioned on the show before. And I hadn't. I don't think I've taken full advantage of it. I'm going to try to do more this year and bring my splitters. I'm going to record things. Um, but uh, they have trans- live translation for like seven languages. I want to say. I think they have. definitely like Spanish, French, German, Czech. Italian? I don't know about Italian. It, it's funny. Russian. That... They have, and I think they have Serbian.
1: It, it's interesting with the Czech because you know that the. When you went to tw- Wimbledon twice, like, you know, like that's I, it's interesting that they would have check. I've never, ever been anywhere that has, like, translation of Czech press conferences. Yeah. So
0: it was that's cool. pretty cool. I learned some stuff. in, yeah, in Petra's. In Petra's me. st- yeah. I mean, so Petra's, uh, I can say this here, I uh, just scooped the Czech, sorry. <laughs> uh, but it was it's not public, so you, they've been scooping English forever. That's true. So um, Petra's doctor is coming, uh, and we'll get to Petra when we get to Lemonstraw. but Petra's doctor who performed her surgery is coming uh, to watch, which is pretty cool, and her parents coming, obviously, Um, that's a nice sort of part of her story and she had an abdominal strain or something that was part of one of the main reasons she pulled out of Eastbourne and she said she sort of like re-aggravated a little bit or something by laughing, like belly laughs.
1: Petra, never leave us ever (laughs) again. You were the best. She
0: couldn't remember what was so funny, Um. but something happened. She was like, ow.
1: (laughs) But the thing, I mean, well, we can talk about Petra. We'll get to Petra when when we get to the women's draw. The pigeons go home, but, um, yeah, Petra. She's, she's a cool lady.
0: She is. <laughs> uh, okay, so in this section, Federer, Dimitrov, he's got a great record against recently. It's a possible fourth round for him. Or Isner, uh, although probably Dimitrov. I, I, I actually haven't seen many Dimitrov-Isner matches now that I think about that match. I can't remember any of those. Maybe they played in Miami once. Maybe Isner won that on his way. Like my, one year my, he recently made semis. I don't know. I'll look that up if it comes necessary. Um, I like Federer to get to the quarters and to get his revenge on Ronich, who... Uh, you think, I think Ronich
1: sh- is going to make it, though? You pick Ronich and not Zverev.
0: Sort of, I think Zverev is the only hurdle he has. I think both of those guys have pretty clean draws to that fourth round. Zverev yes. and uh, Ronich, I don't see anybody beating either of them. Maybe Mahut actually could be is the only one I would circle at all uh, for Milos. Uh Yeah, I will pick Ronich at this point. I think he's...
1: I'll take Zverev. Okay,
0: that's fair. That's, yeah. a f- that's I think that's like a coin flip match. I'm not going to argue with you picking that. but yeah I think Federer gets this First time to for the everything. semi.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I just, I just, I just think he he's got it all all set up. He's
0: just so. I went to his friend. He's just so like chill and like comfortable. So chill and so just like. In his, <laughs> like, just like, as this, like, bizarrely. Because, like, compared to Serena, because, like, Serena <laughs> comes to tournaments also as overwhelming favorites, and she does pre-press, and, and she is a ball of nerves, and she's just, like, tense, and just, like. I don't know if it's all, nerves,
1: she's just tense. But
0: she's, like, game face, and just, yeah. like,. Just like you can sense, it it varies. Your side time we've been but a she's lot she's ready to play.
1: Yeah. Is always my reach. She's like, I don't want to do this. Like, I, I just want to go play my matches and win my seven matches. Yeah. And then we'll talk. Then. Yeah. You know that that's kind of. And her post finals are always really good. Yeah. When yeah. She exactly. Once she's sets done. Sets off. But yeah. Federer
0: is like, always remains. I think he's just comp. He should be comp. He just won Hala and killed the aforementioned Zverev in the final. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Th- I was standing on the second deck of the press room where you can like walk. Uh, you know, you walk out of. Uh, the second level where the TV and broadcast oh, were sure. today. Anyway, so I was just standing there, and Roger was walking up the stairs, and he was just walking by himself, and then I saw Tony God'sick walking behind him, and it was just the two of them, and he was just, like, talking to Tony, and, as, and I'm just, like, standing literally against the wall, like, no one see me, you yeah. know, like, spy versus spy, like, you know, whatever, and he, like, turns and he looks, and he's like, hello there. And I was like, hi. And I was like, you are way chill. Like if you're saying hi to me, like just a random person that's standing here, like he doesn't know me for anything. I'm, you might remember you know. in
0: your press conferences from like five years exactly, ago. Exactly. Like you would not, it, yeah. he was
1: just like, hello. No, he's always like said hi. I he's always, always he's he's me, a but, like, friendly
0: hallway person, Roger Federer. He
1: is kind of one of those like, he, 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 yeah, he would say hi to a complete stranger and just be like, hello. Yeah. And you're like, oh, do I know you? And
0: he also knows it makes your day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean,
1: it was kind of like one of those like, oh, wow. Okay. Hi to you.
0: to you roger uh yeah so (laughs) that's roger federer he's yeah so like my other example of him being chill here is that he i asked him uh he mentioned i asked just a general question about like changes so he's seen wimbledon over his time and he kind of went on his own tangent and started talking about how he hopes the next thing they do is to use the land across the street to put qualifying there because he wants it closer and i asked him if he ever and he like sounded like he really like thought that was important that qualifying not be so far away and i wrote a story about this and we talked about Rowhendon before. It's a whole different thing, a uh, whole different level, A whole different like caste system below yeah, and this one. My understanding
1: one. is that they, that's what the All England Club wants to that's do a is, to, goal. Like, is, is to take the the land that's across the yeah. street and turn it into a proper qualifying venue. But like, yeah. there's all this, obviously land Someone ownership else, yeah. and some, they don't own it and blah blah blah, and they lease it right now for parking effectively and. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's a whole thing. And so and so I asked him, because like, he sounded like pretty passionate about it. I was just asked him, like, that's a like, very quick follow-up. Like, have you ever been to Roehampton? Like, is it, are you seeing this and that's why you're acting? He's like, no, I haven't been there since juniors. I played, like, a junior tournament there. I lost to Taylor Dent in the semis. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, was reeling off his 97 um, or whatever, I don't know, year junior. His juniors. memory is yeah. insane. So it's, it's absurd. It's pretty. It was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, bottom quarter of the draw is Djokovic's quarter, and you called him the biggest loser. Porquet.
1: In the draw, I don't uh, want to. I don't want to hear it. Oh, Courtney called him the b- big loser. That's just, weight, that's just because of his weight. That's just his weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think he's lost that much weight, has he? Um, but yeah, no. I think that this is this is just not a groovy draw for Novak Djokovic. Could play third round Juan Martín Del Potro because those two just can't dance enough. Obviously, Del can't, Potro.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to say everyone to say Djokovic is back for the fourth time this year for a <laughs> Del Potro, which has already yeah. happened three times this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then also, obviously, in here. Gael Feast, Feliciano Lopez who just won Queens, also their potential, what is that, fourth round opponents. And then uh, you know, you also have team obviously in here. Who knows? Team who flew to Antalya uh, and lost to somebody that no one has ever heard of um out there, but, uh, but Dominic Team obviously a quality player, but yeah, is this is not this is not an ideal sitch I for think, Novak Djokovic I think and a kleezon first round. I was gonna
0: say Kleezon is the yeah. most dangerous part of this draw in my mind. Uh of and Del Potro. Uh, but especially on, uh who just, just is rip like, and rip. just the wild card. I mean, like he's just like he does like all or nothing at tournaments and he will get very up for opening against Djokovic here. Uh, I'm f- happy to see that Djokovic's uh, Eastbourne gambit seemed to pay off in terms of at least getting a title. Yeah, for sure. Or, I mean, winning, going there and waiting out through some rain and stuff wasn't an ideal week with as per usual with Eastbourne. Nature plays a lot of, uh, re- wreaks a lot of havoc there a lot of years. But it's cool seeing... Or just an interesting moment to see a top a big poor guy playing the week before a slam which we haven't had in forever i can't remember the last time that would have happened and it happens a little with the women sometimes with sydney or with new haven less with eastbourne. new haven <laughs> eastbourne yeah obviously eastbourne too um and it, it's a model that works i mean one stat that's random of mine that i love talking about with venus williams is that she hasn't made the us open final since she stopped playing new haven <laughs> she used to play new haven all the time and would roll right into new york and make the final there Last time she did that was 2002, and she hasn't played New Haven since, and she hasn't made the US Open final since. So I'm just saying, as much as there's conventional wisdom about, oh, you have to take the week before a slam off, I'm gonna, I'm intrigued to see it tested a little bit.
1: I, I I just speaking off of that 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 conventional wisdom, I kind of find it also BS. Um, this idea of like, oh no, don't play the week before a slam, because one of the things that really really I think benefits a lot of players, especially top players, not you know not you know taking that week off, is that it just makes the slam that you're about to go into feel lesser than. Like you don't have yeah. a week to build it up. Just you don't to have. Stay clenched. Yeah, you don't have a week to stay clenched. You don't even. You get to avoid a ton of media duty. Yeah. You get to avoid. He's a not ton doing free of the press hype. here. I don't think. Uh, Maybe tomorrow. No, back tomorrow. Okay. Um, but you don't. You get to avoid so much of it, and then you just get to play, 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 and then you know, obviously, if you make the final, that's when things get a little, you know, dicey with the yeah. quick turnaround and things like that but like you know playing the week before i don't think it's a problem at all and i think that it's actually quite good for a lot of players to yeah just just avoid it and i know that petra actually really likes playing the week before slams like she obviously plays new haven all the time and one of the big reasons why is because for her new york is so stressful that to spend an extra week in new york it yeah. would just like exhaust yeah. her reserves. So rather just spend time in quiet New Haven uh, and play that tournament and then head straight to, to New York and just jump right into the tournament. You're already on tournament rhythm. Yeah. You know, you're already playing matches. You're already confident. It's all good. So long as you don't hurt yourself and, and the that, hurting yourself is the only thing. But other than that,
0: yeah, which we saw uh, uh, Kanta I guess right. and we don't know I, I guess she um it was she, a bad fall it was a bad fall she pulled out of that semifinal and hopefully she's okay you don't like hearing the word, the phrase spine injury thoracic, and any, thoracic like thoracic, a very specific to thoracic, thoracic which, spi- which, which upper, might be no that's lower thorax no. is
1: thorax is your chest I don't think so
0: anyhow uh, <laughs> I'm sure people out there know the answer she that. said it's upper back oh upper which back which makes
1: sense because she slammed her upper back oh, I in thought it head. was like tailbone-ish no no no
0: I thought she fell on her ass. So
1: oh, your thorax is up here.
0: Okay. Mm. I thought it was below abdomen. I thought thorax is below abdomen.
1: Mm. Okay. thinking we'll of like insects. It. But anyways, we can debate <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> factual <laughs> question. All I know, regardless of whether my understanding of where anatomically the thorax is, it is her upper back. Okay, that's, that's fair. what she said specifically. That's fair.
0: Uh, and I'll take your obviously expertise on the inside of WTAers. Um,
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, her
0: spine is inside WT Insider it was a weird moment sorry um, other thoughts uh, on the I guess we kind of moved through all of it um, I think it's entirely possible that like I said I'm, I'm low on Rafa but in the other three of the big 4 all have a chance to make the semis uh, I would think that Federer would savage Djokovic in the semis if they both get there um, otherwise yeah I think this is Federer's tournament
1: yeah I think it's Federer's tournament and I just, I mean, I mean, it's grass and it's weird and things can happen. I just don't, I just don't see it not happening for Roger. Yeah. You know, the more they look at it, especially, I mean, especially accounting for form, I would love to see you Which know Roger and Rafa something. in the final. I think that would be great. I think it'd be great for the sport, and I'd be very curious to see it. Although I. It, it, yeah, I mean, Rafa just has to get if through the first If Rafa's playing week. well
0: enough to make the final, I'll be very curious to see it. If he's Everyone playing that well. Everyone that I well, hear
1: is like telling me that he's absolutely destroying the ball on the practice court and stuff like that, which doesn't really mean much because the problem is not that he can't destroy it. The problem is he can't move on it. So it's like two different, you know, low, uh, yeah. two, two different issues. But if I he's serving he was, well.
0: I heard he was losing practice sets. people though, a lot. Yeah, he got, he got killed he's by Dimitrov. He,
1: well, he's just making everybody, you know, lower expectations and whatnot. It's, you know, he's gaming you. <laughs> the long
0: con by he's Rafa He's you, baby.
1: It's Ocean's Eleven with Rafa Nadal.
0: He does have that weird poker contract. Um,
1: <laughs> is this still a thing?
0: That would always very incongruous to me, that think one. I do I haven't heard that in do a while. You still do Bacardi? I don't know. Rafa's, like, low-key, like, City of Sinboy. <laughs> this is Bacardi of his poker contract.
1: With convertible Kia. And it's,
0: like, seven-figure watches. Yeah, it is, it it's is all. It's all very Bellagio. I don't
1: know if I've ever seen somebody who drove a Kia have six figures right? on, their, on their wrist. Like, bro, I think you spent just, your money wrongly. It's just awkward. <laughs> you need to talk to your accountant and budget better.
0: Uh, let's budget for the ladies here on this show. Um, Angelique Kerber. Uh, starting the top top seed will open the tournament on as they did with Lisicki in 2014 when De- Bartoli didn't defend her title. Had a lot of undefended titles lately on the women's side, just with how it, with, with Panetta, Panetta and Bartoli Lina. and Lina and Serena now. Um, Maybe
1: a Clysters. Um, she must have retired, but like after she won us a thing.
0: No, I think she defended it was, her last one was a def, was a. Um, uh, Australian Open. She came back to the Australian Open and made semis and lost to, um, Azarenka. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so uh, Falconi uh, is her first opponent. Not a bad. I mean, qualified. I was surprised to see her qualify. Actually, she hasn't had a very good year. I wouldn't think of her as a grass quarter because she's kind of. I see her more as a, a grinder. Um, so I don't think they will be a very tough. Match for Kerber, and I think the the scary one early is Misaki Doi, who created Angelique Kerber the number one essentially <laughs> in the uh, first round of uh, the Australian Open 2016. How crazy
1: would that be if like Misaki Doi ends it? She created number one, and she could so end it. So like, So like, as people may or may not know, the number one ranking is very much in play at uh, at Wimbledon. Carolina Pliskova, especially after winning Eastbourne, has. You know, pretty much Pole her hands position. on it. Yeah. Um, because Kerber, because she was a finalist here last year, has to make the final for a chance to defend it. Um, so obviously if she loses to Misaki Doi in that second round, she will not leave or anyone Wimbledon. anyone on this front page of the draw. Right, but she will not leave uh, Wimbledon. Uh, as the world number one, um, uh, and then obviously Simona Halep also with a shot. Although I think she has to make the semifinals now that Pliskova won Eastbourne. So
0: before Pliskova won Eastbourne, I think Wozniacki and Svitalina both yes. also had mathematical chances. And here. if if yeah. Wozniacki
1: had won today, then it would be a five-woman race. Although it would have been like you got a, you, you're Luke Skywalker trying to shoot the hole at the Death Star. Like for, is for still the, the leader. Yeah, she's she's a pretty massive leader. Um, and yeah, so, but it's kind of, it's fun. I, it's, I, like I, it. I, I I'm happy here. having
0: number one intrigue. I'm here um, for it. I think that, yeah, I, I, we've talked about this a couple times in the show before, but like whether this player, all five of them have not terrible cases to be number one. I mean, none of them are like, obviously, you know, Serena slamming or anything like that, but Pliskova especially is one I've been high on forever. We were I've been high on her all year. If she gets to number one, even if she doesn't win this tournament, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear none of your S L A M L E S S. You can put it up your A S S. I don't want to hear it. I don't want ASS that word. You
1: A S S on center court for dude. like us. A R S E. A R S
0: E. Right. It's like swearing in church, isn't it? It is not it Okay, so, but Kerber, to get to her, I actually think her draw is pretty, with the exception of Doi, who hasn't pulled off a huge win at a slam like this would be. And back, even when she almost beat her, it wasn't a huge win back then. I think this draw is good for the first week. I think the trouble comes with Muguruza. In yeah, the fourth round.
1: I mean, I think that this is a really great draw for uh, for Angelique Kerber. I agree. On the whole, it, whether she can navigate it, it's up to her. Muguruza, I think that the first round against Alexandra, um, uh, I'm sorry, Ekaterina, uh, Alexandrova is a danger zone match for Muguruza in a major way. Alexandrova was super impressive at the French Open, nearly blasted Pliskova off the court, um, and, uh, yeah, has beat a Ivanovic lot of power. here last year. Yeah, beat Ivanovich here. I mean, she's she's good, and and that's a player who is going to, you know, take it to Garbina. And, who's, and one she
0: probably won't know much about. It. I don't and know one she played, won't know but, much yeah. about
1: her. And 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 with Garbina, I mean, she, Sam Sumik isn't here with her. This uh, this tournament, she's working with Kachita Martinez. She's coming in off of a really brutal loss to uh, Barbara Strutseva. Um, and oh, Eastbourne, yeah. lot one, I think, maybe one game, maybe two, um, and was really uh, distraught after that that loss. So I don't know kind of where, like, the pulse of the Muguruza. She's the hardest player to read. Very, in very tennis. difficult. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's not easy. Now, get past that. Wickmeyer, Bondarenko would be second round for Muguruza. Potentially Kiki Burtons, maybe a Serana Kirstea, maybe even a Bethany Maddox-Sands in the yep. third round. It's it, obviously totally workable. It's all up to Garbina. But I think that the the, the problem for Garbina is that with Alexandrova, assuming that the Russian is healthy and is, you know, whatever, uh, it might not really be up to Gar- Garbina, the way that that kid plays. Mm. Like, she she's that big of a hitter. It was insane. Like, watching her out-hit Pliskova was, like, kind of one of the more amazing, like, memories that I have in um, from the French Open because I literally was like... I I got I got into the like the little Skype thread that we have within WTL. It's like, who this is? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen before. <laughs> Where'd she be? <laughs> so.
0: uh, on Kerber, back to Kerber. Before uh, I did not see her play in Eastbourne. Oh. I didn't see any of her matches. How was she? Does she see? Is it? Is she, quote unquote, back? Is she better than on clay? Obviously, but still not her uh, old twenty sixteen self. How do you sort of measure? where where her temperature as a player right now.
1: I think that she's warming up. Okay. Um, I don't think she's back. Um, that is going to be and I asked her today in in her press conference, you know, do you is this is the next 2 weeks for you about Wimbledon or is it about the next, you know, 5 months and she was like, yeah, no, it's the, it's the long view. Um Rafael you Nadal know, long
0: con. Yeah, the long
1: con exactly. I mean, she played well in Eastbourne and I th- I was really happy with the way that she was playing on the whole, you know, took that tough three-set loss to to Kanta. Really could have turned that around, but it was a very weird. Conta fell on match point and then, like, it was very dramatic and then came out and won the next two points. So it was like one of those things where it's like if Kerber. Maybe the momentum was coming back on Kerber's side, and she kind of got a little frazzled by what was happening. But, um, yeah, so I thought that she was playing well. If she gets past that match against Conta, I think that she has a real, a, a good, it would have been a very interesting tournament for Angelique Kerber, because she was playing well enough to win it. Um, so, you know, but we're, we're back on the grass. She's always played well here. She's, weirdly, this may surprise a lot of people. It definitely surprised me once we ran the numbers. She's number one in the WTA uh, grass court power rankings.
0: Without Serena, right? Yeah. yeah. Of all the
1: players who are playing at Wimbledon, was uh, number two, was number three, um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't really expect that. But if you actually go historically through her grass court um, results, she's a consistent. You know, last year when she made the final, did not come out of nowhere.
0: No, not at all. You know, not so, remotely.
1: Yeah. So, so she knows how to play on the surface. It, it rewards her. She says she's healthy, which is good because she had to pull out of Birmingham with a with a hamstring injury. So, you know, it, it, this is doable. I mean, she could very easily make quarters, um, I think, because the other, the bottom section of her quarter, which is uh, the soft. Ravonska-Kuznetsova section with Baczynski and Davis in there. Yeah, as you said, it's soft. Unless, um, unless Aga gets
0: real vintage, which there's no sign she's going to do anytime soon. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. But
1: it's hard to see that. And uh, talk about vintage opening round match against... The one and only Yelena oh Yankovic. That's goodness. a throwback. That's a TVT match right there. <laughs> that is, that is
0: <laughs> Wimbledon 2006 stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting one for sure. Yeah. Aga is actually a player who I, I've let me talk about this before. The French um, in that draw show. Like I've I think she's been under the radar. She's been under the radar, but bad this yeah. year and if i don't know what she is in the race i don't know if she's top
1: 50 in the race took a terrible loss in eastbourne in her only lead up it was like she was barely on court for a split second it yeah. was that fast against lauren
0: davis right yeah yeah so i think it I mean, in terms of real cause for concern if if aga Uh, flames out here, I think it's when you start really sort of sounding the alarms about like where's her career going?
1: Yeah, I mean a a lot of it too, and and to be fair I haven't spoken to Aga, I don't even think I spoke to her at the French Open I haven't spoken to her since maybe Stuttgart. Um, I don't know what the status of her foot is. Um, It's the reason why she pulled out of the entire clay court swing Um, She played Roland Garros. I think that if her streak of like 45, I want to say, straight um, slams no wasn't one. on the line then she wouldn't have played she was mentioning it a lot she's like I've played 44 straight I'm not gonna miss it for this um so I don't know kind of health wise where okay. aga is at the moment so if she's still not hurt and she crashes out here then the sound the alarms thing I think is premature but if she's gonna if she's telling everybody she's healthy and then she crashes out to JJ on grass uh, and Aga also by the way has one of the best like first set or sorry first round slam records I think hmm. it might be the best first-round slam records, like, outside of Serena uh, right she's now. Poland's Kariminara. Yeah, I think she's lost, like, three times okay. in oh, her yeah, career, in good. the first round, you know? So, uh, yeah, if, if she were to lose to JJ, I mean, obviously I think there's dr- no shame in losing to JJ. But, I think
0: her draw is really good. Yeah, I think if great. she's playing well, um, she could... Actually, the one who, I think, is a dis- the dangerous floater in this little section is Makarova. Uh, Makarova who could be sure. uh, Kuznetsova. Kuznetsova actually is a really tough draw, because Angeber is an uncomfortable opponent, for sure. That should be very fun, very uh, a lot of flair in that match. The two of them both like. And Sveta a, a loves of variety. loves Ons
1: like she like yeah. loves watching her play and loves the way that she plays yeah. and so that, That's a hip, that's stuff. a hipster pick match if you yeah. want just like
0: good tennis to settle in. If you have a you know some sort of service, where you can watch various courts. Just settle down with that and a nice cup of tea. It's lovely. Yeah, lovely tea. Um Yeah, so overall, I I I think Kerber actually would be my pick to make out of this, make the semis, which is a credit to her draw. Um, but Muguruza, I think is a, quite a match if she gets there, but like you, you you're not scaring me about, uh, <laughs> Alexandrova. and actually both Wickmeyer and Bondarenko, are good grass court players. Yep. Um, Bondarenko won Junior Wimbledon. I
1: Wickmeyer think. could do it. Yeah. Wickmeyer on any given day. Wick- I mean, she's talented. She's, I mean, assuming she's healthy. And again. Bethany, Bethany's, and Bethany. All- Bethany's always Bethany, good Bethany up for it. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. Bethany's got a pretty good draw. Uh, next section is Carolyn Kliskova's quarter of the draw Uh, I think she is
1: a draw winner. I agree. The only uh, caveat I would put into that is this potential second round match against Rabarakova, who is tearing it up on the ITFs and a great grass court player player also. Always
0: really bad here.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: (coughs) She's like a great grass quarter, who has more wins at the French Open than Wimbledon. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. Uh, Yeah, so. I think that's right. It's a good
1: set of plays. If if that is true, Also, I'm thinking
0: about it and I'm pretty sure you're right about Thorax. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I remember there was some song we sang in like science class. It was like, and I'm thinking it's like head, thorax, abdomen. It was about insects. I I think you're right. But we'll,
1: we'll find out later.
0: This is what you used to be like before the internet, when you don't just find things out instantly and just like, be like, mm, i know, sure. It, like, how
1: is it not killing either of us to be like, hold on, let me Google it. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, like, I'm
0: going to enjoy this uncertainty. Okay. It's vintage. Live, live in Retro. it.
1: Live in it. Um, yeah. So just, I mean, I was circling now. You're scaring me about Rybarakova, so I guess maybe not. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not like an easy she could draw. Do it, I mean, Zhang Shui, you know, can get dangerous, can get hot. Um, you know, Julia Gerges, who had a fantastic Majorca oh Open. She was amazing She was in amazing in Majorca, right? Nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out She sucks And had rest. this, like, and had
0: this. <laughs> she does. And she had this, like, I left before the final, but from what I was hearing, just, I think, on Twitter, she had, like, a tearful, like, ceremony. Yeah. She was, like, creating her coach. Oh, God. Apprenticell, I, I want to say. Her coach. Uh, I'm hoping I'm getting that right. Uh, who's just, like, is, like, sort of reawakened something in her. Michael in Gesser? It. And, and her, was a different guy. Okay. I think a different guy is there for grass for her. I want to say Dave Prinizzell last name. Okay. Um. I think that's right. Uh. He just saying that like she he had just she had felt like in a funk, and he like helped her love tennis again or something. And that's yeah. just what she
1: was getting emotional about. Yeah. So um, I mean, she had such bad luck getting the flu at the end of the yeah. clay court season. She'd been playing well, and she's a great clay court player. So, I would love to see Yulia do something you know good here. And she has a tough opener against Serenko, So yeah. I don't know, but um. So yeah, I mean, like it's I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of players here who in in this. Pliskova section who they're not they're dangerous and Pavlyuchenkova Gavrilova Gavrilova had that great match uh and great run in Birmingham so yeah Gavrilova's in there she opens against Martich Pavlyuchenkova could get hot I mean she had a great Wimbledon here last year so yeah it's it's not as easy I, I still think Kerber's a draw winner, but it, it's not as easy.
0: I hope Petra Marta can keep it up. She, she was in Roehampton, and she still had that, like, that swagger of, like, I'm too good to be here. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, she, was, that's she was warming up against this uh, Turkish girl. I forget her name. Like, uh, oh, I don't know her name. Like uh, I know who you're talking about. Something. It ends in a din. And she was just like they were warming up, and she was killing, like, like it was killing in warm ups.
1: <laughs> just like, oh, this could be fast. <laughs> I
0: forget what the square she was, but like, she just looks raring to go. She's a much better player than her Had ranking. Had to rally from, and so that's a that's a should have
1: lost to Krunich in the final round of qualifying and was able right. to
0: come back. So that's that's a tough quality match and Krunic top seed in Um So I think she could beat Mar- uh, Gavrilova, uh, but we'll see. Um, this next eighth is actually interesting. Was it's, well, it's, it's tough? I mean, the, obviously the biggest third, one of the biggest third rounders is um well mladenovic vandeway and then uh welcome back sloan stevens also sloan of stevens course. is in here it's a very tough <laughs> welcome back with this horrible draw opening against Alison risk who everyone knows loves grass um started grew winning only on grass for a long time and then eventually branched out to other more conventional surfaces. um uh so that's a possible second round for kiki mladenovic uh, against her partner in lowell from pauline permitia um I think either one of Coco or Milovich never wins that match. I think it's probably Coco. I don't know what her injury status is, though. I don't either. Yeah, but she's here. Yeah. She's been here, so that's encouraging. She's been keeping a pretty
1: low profile. Um, Hmm. And, you know, and even with Coco, I mean, you know, yes, all the news was that, oh, she hired Pat Cash, but I think actually the bigger news, because I don't know Actually, the 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 underlying story of it, obviously, is like that. Craig Carden was that's the one a big, that's a that decided news, yeah. to to to, to oh, he split ended it. He ended it. Interesting. Um, because she was giving a press conference in, I believe, Birmingham, where she said, yeah, it, it it um I like I think I can't remember what her specific wording was, but it was like, yeah, it came as a shock to me sort of thing, and then, like, scrambling and stuff. So things might be a little bit unsettled well, know, with her at the I moment, know you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so I'm not entirely sure. But that's a shame, though, because she is, I mean, she's in the top 10 of the WTA grass court power rankings. Her grass court results have been insane over the last, like, five years.
0: And she was somebody, and she lost to Pavlyuchenkova last year here, and backhanded compliment or like forehanded insult or something I thought <laughs> <Four-handed insult. laughs> I thought like so much of her grass potential that I was like that's a terrible loss Coco losing to Pavlyuchenko on grass come on is it I, I think that I'm, what I'm saying is I think that highly of Coco's grass acumen uh, I'll
1: say, <laughs> that, <laughs> that is a forehanded com- <laughs> <four-handed
0: laughs> insult
1: right so, you know, <laughs> it's I'm Direct.
0: I'm just saying but that like you know it's like a you know no, Tyra top model moment just no, no, you know for sure I, mean, I, I think a lot of her grass potential she showed a a lot of that potential in Australia hasn't really recaptured that sort of zone since yeah. then but my god she was good in Australia yeah. in those two wins over Kerber and Muguruza especially um, so yeah so if she's healthy
1: I'm intrigued by a possible second round match between Coco and Potapova. I, yeah, just I haven't want to see seen Potapova much. I just want to see what the Russian does. I think that would be kind of like that kid ain't got, I mean, it's going to be a swagger off more than a.
0: My recommendation match. for you for YouTube is to go look up the match points yeah. of Podapova and Junior Blink-o-wa. Wimbledon last year. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Blink of it, was it? No, it was. um... Was it not? It was Yastremska.
1: Oh, Yastremska, Sorry. Again. Yes, Yastrzemska. 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 Uh, yeah, the Junior Wimbledon final last year was the best match of the entire tournament. It, it, was, so it, was, so, it, it was so freaking nuts. Explain it, man.
0: I don't want to give too much away, but oh, okay. just know there's like a lot of like, <laughs> false starts. Like, Go look up. I don't want to give. I'll put it like in the description of this video <laughs> on Facebook or on our Facebook page. I'll put it there. How about it's so that? so epic. Um, Wozniacki, always really good. And Eastbourne. Never very good here, comparatively.
1: Only slam, she hasn't made it past the round of 16. Right, which is,
0: again, so bizarre considering that she's, like, a reliably, really solid Eastbourne player. Uh, I don't know if she likes the wind or just does better with that, or what it is about here that doesn't work for her. Well, we
1: say that, but, like, you know, making the final this weekend was the first time she'd made a grass court final since 2009 Eastbourne. She's not, like, She made a bunch constantly... of semis and stuff, though, right? Yeah, maybe. She made it, I mean, anyway... Grass is just not—it's—it's just not the surface. I think one title, that Eastbourne title, is the only one of her many, many, many titles that she's won on grass. I mean. Um, But that being said, I think she's playing really good tennis. I mean, four finals. You can't really argue with that, Um, you know, played well against Pliskova. I mean, Pliskova is just Pliskova on grass. What are you going to do? Did well to rally and come back against uh, a fatigued Simona Halep as well. And in the first uh, few rounds of of Eastbourne, really just was taking care of business. I mean, just rolling through her matches. So I think she's just playing good tennis. She's healthy. And, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty good draw for her. I mean, it's not it's not so bad.
0: Yes has to no. I mean, like, I think she'll get through Babos, and there's a good kind of, I think she'll just be steady through that, and Babos is a very hot and cold player. Uh, Prankova is obviously great here constantly. Prank is the... It's just a wild card. Pronkova
1: Wozniaki second round is kind of one of those second rounds you circle.
0: Yeah, and then Kantavite, uh who won her first WTA title in uh, uh she is the third round. So I, I think, I don't like Wozniacki's draw. I don't think she makes quarters.
1: Okay. So... You yeah. think she could? No, I I, I forgot that Annette Contevite was in her section. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> Bottom I'll half. I'll go ahead and reel that one back in. <laughs> but I do think that Woz is playing well. I mean, like she gets a lot of stick. I I think oh, Woz yeah. and and I understand it. And even for me, like I've never been a massive believer in that game, but it 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 it, it, it there's no denying that throughout this season she has been playing Above, like you know, like value over replacement was. She's been playing better than like what you would have normally expected otherwise. So like through the hardcore season, even on the clay, making you know quarterfinals of the French and um, you know and, and and final in Eastbourne is pretty good.
0: Value over replacement was is pretty peak. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Does anybody
1: even know what that means? Anyways, it's, uh, a, it's a baseball stat. Exactly.
0: But. The Wasniewski metrics coming out. Um, yeah. uh, next quarter is Svitolina's quarter. I have low hopes for Svetlana at this tournament. I expect her to lose Ashley Barty.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you have low low expectations because Ash Barty has been drawn against her, or do you have low expectations regardless? I would
0: have been looking for someone to beat her early yes, regardless. I, 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 I think, think that she's still, definitely. there's a little shrapnel still from the French Open loss, and this is never going to be a good, it's, it's like, she's a Wozniacki type player a little bit, oftentimes, um, when she's not at her best, which sounds like a Borna George quote. Um, she, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Wimbledon's a good tournament for her. I don't like her draw at all. Um if she even if she escapes Barty, I think uh I don't know how Lucioni's doing health wise. Yeah. I don't she's know been either. hurt. She had that um, but shoulder, then,
1: and she just hasn't been the same player since. Yeah,
0: but I wouldn't expect, if she does make the fourth round even, I don't think Svidalina gets past Keys or I mean, my
1: Well, my issue with, with, with Svitolina is that a week ago, she was saying she wasn't sure she was going to play Wimbledon. That's not good. So she, had a fo- she has a foot injury that she was nursing, um, really struggled with it in Birmingham, really was just like, yeah, i got to go and see the doctor. I have no idea, and I'm not going to jeopardize my entire season. I don't want to jeopardize the hard courts at all. So I kind of feel like if a week ago you're saying that, like you can't be a hundred percent. Yeah. And and I think and I again I was incredibly impressed by what Ash Barty did on grass. I mean, Nottingham loses to Conta, makes a final in uh, in uh, uh, Birmingham and makes you know, takes Petra to three sets. The only person to take Petra to three sets, although obviously Bethany beat her in two. But I mean it's 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 impressive. She's playing really well. So that's that's a nightmare opening draw there for Alina Svitolina. Um but yeah, I mean this 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 quarter, you know, two names stand out, and they're right next to each other in the draw, and they it would be kind of cool to see them face off in the quarterfinals. Venus Williams and Yelena Stepikko, um, they're both there. Venus, um, opens against Elise Mertens, who she cl- clobbered. Uh, at the French Open, mm-hmm. um, could play either uh, Cheng Kai Chen or Wang Sheng. And then Barbara Stritzova could be obviously tricky. Stritzova surprisingly, also features... She, there are four checks in the WTA grass court power rankings. Um, and Stritzova is... How the, far back the did they one. go? Does
0: that count her it 2014? It goes back to 2014. Okay, so yeah, when she made Birmingham final there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And quarterfinal, I think, too. So Ostapenko, I'll start with, and she looked... There's no, like, uh, I don't know what the... Cobwebs or the opposite of Cobwebs. Like, I don't think she's... Exhausted by her friendship I mean, she's a, she's a remarkably different athlete yes. and different mind um, And a lot of things don't occur in her mind that occur in other people's minds in a good way for being a competitor Like she just seems just like kind of getting on with it And she's so incredibly blunt and straightforward and just like there's no like static on her signal no. Everything comes in loud and clear <laughs> and straightforward and just like, her, just like her, te- just exactly. the her The
1: way she plays tennis is the way that she is it might be
0: right or wrong, but it's gonna be their direct I like her chances uh, I would pick her to beat Svitolina if they met in that fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think Ospenko makes it to this quarter. Uh, Venus, I don't know, obviously there's the news this week about Venus and uh, the car accident in uh, Florida, in which uh, someone in the other car died and she's being sued by them. And that's a lot to have going on in your mind and a lot to process. And her coach, David Witt, has said as much to me when for our story, just saying basically like she's trying to stay positive. We don't know how much that's affecting her. and It's obviously a terrible thing, and it's... Selfishly for Venus terrible timing it happened right before Wimbledon um, So if that affects her focus at all or affect her prep, I don't know I do like her first two rounds a lot in this draw I don't think she can will be really too challenged by either Mertens or Wong or, or Chang um, Strits is tricky for sure But it's the kind of match that I think Venus usually gets through if she's at her best uh, and then that next part uh kanye oh i didn't notice kanye lasicki before i maybe i tweeted during the live job i haven't looked at it since uh that's a hard-hitting match um let actually it's okay in, in america she doesn't look uh too uh
1: did she win rusty a match?
0: she won two matches well she won one by won retirement, retirement against burton's and then she beat shelby rogers which i thought was that's a pretty, pretty solid good. win and okay. then looked decent uh against gerges uh, and who and Gurgis is playing so well so i was encouraged by uh for Lusiki actually, Lusiki could hell, she could do this, and she has a streak of beating French Open champs. Lusiki, so maybe Lusiki gets in the quarters a, oh and beats Osaki. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Ostapenko. Um, yeah, so I think Venus Ostapenko. I would pick. I wouldn't know who to pick um, in that match. It would be just a sort of uh, shooting gallery type match.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Actually, <laughs> I was about to say I was about to say Ostapenko, and then I was like, yeah, no, I can't. I don't <laughs> think I don't think that that's right either. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's a that's a flippable coin.
0: Other other thoughts. Uh, Naomi Osaka has had a kind of quiet year. I'm just noticing her in this draw. She's, she she played of a second round. Um, she lost for the first time ever at a se- first round of a slam, uh, last slam at the French Open against Van Bank. Um Have you talked to her? And have you made any sense of how she's doing? No, Osaka? she's. I mean,
1: it's it's all. She you looked know, great at the player party, by yeah, the way. She did. She did. I liked her dress and her the the hair was awesome. Um, yeah. No. She. Look, I mean, to expect a, a teenager to hold level of form throughout and not have dips is, a, I think, a pretty um, asinine thing, expectation. You know? um, so, you know, the Clay is not her best surface. She kind of struggled on that. No surprise there. Um, and then here on grass, I mean, the way that she plays her tennis, who knows? You know, I mean, she did she, 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 I Play her, didn't play her wrong. last year. Yeah, I, was good. I could be wrong. Is this her first Wimbledon? I think so. Yeah, so so we'll see. Um, and, uh, But again, we know what she can do on the surface, um, you know, in terms of just, like, theoretically. Right. So it's just a matter of her getting those pieces together. But I don't think that there's that many players. I mean, the number of players who just, like, automatically step on grass and get it are smaller than the number of people who step on grass for the first time. are like, what? Yeah, and movement. So, Even some players who are power yeah, players a big movement, hate too. the
0: movement, like Akulama Muradova. Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you didn't see that name come <laughs> into the segment.
1: I kind of did, actually. <laughs> we've podcast we've, with you. We've met. Yeah.
0: Um, this bottom quarter, uh, the high seed is Halep, uh, and, and Kanta's in there, too. And Kvitova is actually the tournament favorite to win the whole thing. She's in here also. Uh, Simona Halep, she was in Eastbourne. How do you assess her after what everyone assumed to be a scarring loss at the <laughs> French Open? How is uh, How is her recovery coming?
1: I think it's. A, I think it is a still a scarring loss, and she admitted it as much. She said, "I'm sad, um, <laughs> and I'm still sad." That's what she said. I'm quoting I've, directly. I've heard
0: her say that, and I just know it.
1: I am sad, it, but it's normal. Um, and she said that at night, like the demons <laughs> come. Um, sorry, I'm, I don't mean to laugh about it, but like you know, like she just said that at, you know at night um, she does think about it, and she's processed it. She said, you know, now I know what I did wrong, which is different than what um, the hallop that we spoke to after the loss, I don't know if you were in a press conference, but, um, where she really, she was still a bit blindsided by what had happened, and so it seems like she had gotten time to- What did ch- she say she
0: did wrong? I'm curious.
1: She said that she's like, next time I have to be braver. She's like, the thing that keep, I keep thinking about is at three love not hitting my returns like I was rolling returns in and that was wrong and I needed to, and now I know like I need to be braver Good. and what I did and which is absolutely right is what everybody was saying right that like for a split second she got passive uh with that lead and it, her back and in. it let and she let her back in and and one of the encouraging things is that watching her matches from Eastbourne you did see that I mean yes yeah, she 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 gave up a lead against uh Wozniacki. basically Halop said like look, I got tired like I had to play you know she played three six, nine. Uh, she was playing her 12th set in two days. Ish. Um, because of both of her, her, her matches had gone three sets, or three of her matches gone three sets. And yeah, I mean, she just got wiped and, and she let her let it go. But, um, but against Wozniacki, she was. Like, in those instances where, like, on big points, she was kind of ripping forehands and you could see her be like, this is the one, you know? So we saw some little steps. I mean, I don't think that you just, like, transform overnight and, you know, it's a process with Simona, I think. But yeah, so I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think that she's definitely still smarting from from the French Open loss, but at the same time, she said, look, I went on vacation, I went to Greece for five days, it was great. Apparently she had a wonderful time. She was like bodyboarding and like jet skiing. She was oh, like living the life. And um, And she said, you know, and when I got back, I missed tennis, like I wanted to get back good. on the court. So I was a little bit worried when I saw her take the late wild card into Eastbourne that she was like rushing it a little bit. Like, oh no, girl, like maybe you need to process. Maybe you shouldn't be back on a court, you know? But i think that she and she played she did well she fought really well good. i thought in eastbourne so that was good so her draw is
0: not bad i mean it's like, not bad i mean uh Arakovich qualified as her first round opponent i don't think Marina Arakovich just has the sort of big match reps recently to kind of pull off that upset even if she is a player who's a more natural grass quarter in traditional sense in simona uh laura robson or hadamaya hadamaya actually is a big server as I barely I've seen her, but I think lack she's, of consistency though, right. and Halep will test your consistency. Exactly, and then yeah, Bouchard or Suarez Navarro or Pung Androshubha? or Androsheva. all That's of them. Tough four. Those, are, those are tough, but I think Halep is a favorite against all of them. Um, and then yeah, I, I think I like her draw. The 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 wild card in her sort of eighth is Azarenka. Uh, who's in here? Who. Um, and arguably Bellas. And Bellas. That's a tough first. That's a really tough first yeah. round. Azarenka Bellas, for sure. You were saying,
1: like, Sloan and Risk. I'm like, talk about, like, yeah. a welcome back. Azarenka and Bellas first round is pretty brutal.
0: That's tough. And it's not Azarenka's total. We haven't talked since I was in Mallorca. Right. It's uh, not she, a f- right. clean comeback no, not in the second exactly. tournament. But. Not, I was just going to say, in Mallorca, she looked rusty. And she just looked competitively rusty more than anything. But she, looks at, she, she, first of all, she looks like she's in great shape. Everyone's sort of marveling at how she looks at sort of. Why are they? Why are they telling us to take pictures? Let
1: them take pictures. It's weird because, like, you're the dog guy. Like your job, your job is to find the bombs, not to like regulate. Not the photo bombs, thinking. but hey. <laughs> <I'll stay. laughs> Anyhow,
0: um, Azarenka looked rusty. I mean, she let Marisa Ozaki dictate large portions of that first round match, uh, and then she got blown off the court by Kanya and didn't have much to disrupt her. Um, and so, this, is so her this is not her it's best surface. It's not her best surface. Not a
1: comfortable mm-hmm. surface for her. Movement wise, yeah. yeah. So
0: if she loses to Bellis, you know, first of all, and also the other thing we should say, is it's so ridiculously unfair to compare anybody to Kim Kleisters.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: or even Petra Kvitova at this point, we'll yes. get to in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for Azarenka, like, patient, as much as she's hungry, as much as she has very high standards for herself, and she will be pissed if she loses to Bellas or loses uh, early at all. I guess uh, Vesnina's is a very up and down year. Um, didn't had some, took some bad loss on ground. Oh, to Wozniacki in, in Eastbourne. Um, uh, yeah, if if Azarenka doesn't make it through, if she gets momentum, great, and she'll become dangerous again. And who knows if she plays Halep in that fourth round, that could be a very tough match for Halep, if Azarenka is really back in form. But I, I don't know. I don't think she will be yet. Um, and then we come to Kvitova, uh, who's in this section also, and who is the Ozmaker's favorite to win this tournament, which is ludicrous on any logical level but then the person who I pick over her over her is Pliskova but
1: I understand I get it
0: <laughs> like I, I totally get, it. get
1: Petra as a, as a as a favorite I understand it it's and it, I'm the same way as you are which is that like I'm of two minds about it because on one hand I'm like no like don't do this to her like do not make her the favorite at the same time you're like I mean obviously she's a favorite. <laughs> like, you know, the way that she's played, the way that she looked in Birmingham, the way that she fought through that three-setter against Barty, getting that win over Kiki. Maldonavich, I think, was really, really big as well. To that give was us her a only, sense, like, top 30 win Right, the, to, so but it gave a, you a yeah. sense as to, like, where exactly things were at. And the draw is really nice for her. I mean, you know, if, if for example, she had drawn a Barty in the first round or if she had drawn... I mean, gosh. I mean, I can't Risk really, or Sloan yeah, or, or like Azarenka. A, God. I was going to say Azarenka. Bellis, even. Bellis. I think that it was like, ooh. Mm, or even like a Watson who's pl- who played really well in yeah, Eastbourne. Where's Watson to try? I have not her. She's in that section. Um, second round, potentially, oh, against Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, uh, you'd be... But this is a nice draw for Petra. This is very workable for her opening against Johanna Larson. Second round against either Hogan Camp or Brengel. Third round against either Garcia... Probably a Garcia, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Garcia is good. Triple on the Ova
0: actually, and, and and Garcia had a tough match in America, okay. which was actually really fun.
1: Yeah, so that would be a potential third round opponent for Petra. Um, I, I don't know. I like it. On to the fourth
0: round. How do you feel about that one?
1: It again, it depends on where the thorax is <laughs> <laughs> and what hurts. <laughs> According to Benjamin Rothenberg, MD, I can't. Think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Kavita Varan, I think would be a great match. I think that it would be very offensive. It'd be a lot of like big hitting, good serving. I'd be an interesting one. I'd, I'd like to see that one, um, just because it, it would be an interesting one um, to yeah. see play out. But there's um, nobody.
0: There's, there's there's
1: nobody who Petra can't
0: beat. I'm yeah. looking at this draw until I mean, like I would make her. I would make Puskva, if Pliskova was closer to her in the draw. I think a favorite in a match against Petra. But we have so little data on Petra, and what we do have is positive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So it's like the opposite. I don't know. Exa- yeah. We, we have positive. And that might make recency bias or something. And she is vigorously downplaying this invitation. Yeah. She's like, I'm just happy about here, guys. Like, yeah. remember the whole I wasn't sure if I had my fingers thing? Like, let's think of that. I think your fingers, That's uh, my story. You know, the one thing she can't do mm. is fist pump. She can't clench her fists all the way. And so she's saying, it's like the kick of my story. It's like, she's like, I have to do it with my right hand, and it does not feel correct. <laughs> oh. And so I still have my post, but it's like, I need to work on this. And it's like, obviously she's working on it, because she can keep winning points. That's and amazing.
1: Right? Wow, there's so she busts, she busts an ab laughing, and she can't fist pump.
0: <laughs> and she's the woman's favorite. You guys, <laughs> I love tennis. What a
1: sport. It's, 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 that's Petra Kvitova. I mean, getting back to your... Your kind of uh, comment earlier about, you know, not everybody is Kim Clijsters and not everybody is Petra Kvitova with respect to Azarenka. It's interesting. Obviously, their comebacks are comebacks under very, very different ap- circumstances. Apples and cherries. Yeah. Um, it's apples and a slab of meat. I mean, it's it's just like it's two different things. <laughs> but, um, but, but it's interesting to kind of like because we had their press conferences, not back-to-back, but today pretty close to mm-hmm. being back-to-back. And, you know, Petra kind of, yeah, being like, you know, It's weird that you guys think that I'm a favorite. You know, like, I'm happy to be here. It's a victory. A lot of discussions of fairy tales and, you know, things like that. And then with Vika, there was very much a, like, you know, I know what I expect from myself. You know, and so it's kind of an interesting. And so we talked about, I think, offline uh, at the kebab shop about Mm -hmm. the French
0: Open. Like, Vika maybe could have been ready for that, but she was not going to come back before she thought she could win. Petra a little bit happy to be here.
1: Yeah, because I thought that, like, you know, I I was interested to see if Vika would kind of say, and obviously this goes towards their, how each of them is hardwired as competitors, which are two different things as well. You know, like, Vika's very much your quintessential, like, zoned in, like, I'm here to win, like, you know, like, I I back myself, and like, you know, that sort of thing, whereas is a quieter presence in that way, Um, even though they're both equally ambitious and and full of belief. But but with, with Azarenka, yeah, it was kind of that... I was waiting for her at some point today in the press conference to maybe say, I'm here, you know, to get some matches. We'll take it one match at a time. We'll see how it goes. I'm happy to be back. You know, a little bit more, but that wasn't really... That's not Vika. She didn't come
0: here to make friends. She came here to win. Yeah,
1: whereas like with Petra, again, you know, at the, I still flash back to the French Open where she's like, sometimes I just go outside and look up at the sun and the weather's so nice. Like, you know, like, it's like everything's all right. I'm a lot, you know. Yeah. And again, two very disparate comebacks. And yeah. so you can understand why Petra feels the way that she does and why Vika feels the way that she does. But it's also interesting to see them in parallel. I mean, even with Sharapova as well. Um, right. It, it, you know, in parallel, how each one of them treats the comeback and how quickly the success may or may not come according to how that is. You know, yeah. I mean, like, Sarapova was out to take names. Uh, Azarenka is probably pretty close to that, I think, as well, in terms of just wanting to get the success and get it done. And then with, with Kvitova, you know, it's interesting because she says a lot of the whole, like, you know, I'm just happy to be here sort of stuff. But at the same time, like, in Birmingham, she's like, I'm not here just to like be a part of it. Yeah,
0: and she feels herself I'm once still... she gets it, and once she gets in matches, it all comes back. Yeah. It's like I am not going to lose today. Like I'm going to fight and do whatever. And she said, and she said again the story, plug the story, or just read the story. <laughs> um, she said like I wasn't sure, like I wasn't sure if when I got in those tight moments, sometimes I would just be like. <sighs> it's okay, like, big pictures is no big deal, you've survived a lot, but no, she was there, and she was like, I was happy when I lost the first set to Ashley Vardy, that I was, like, digging in, fighting, and making it tough, and doing the whole three-set Petra thing that was the Petra of old.
1: And it's been the thing that has been, for me you know, setting aside, obviously just the general circumstances, but just X's and O's tennis. It's been the most impressive thing to me is seeing her fight yeah. is seeing her get fired up. See like Ash Barty breaks her back in the second, in the third set. And she, and Petra chucks a racket. She chucked a racket against Bethany as well. She was pissed. And like Petra didn't really do that as much before, you know, yeah. but like, but and so a lot of the questions that I keep asking Petra and she kind of knows it now, but like, it's like, was like, are you surprised? Like it, you're, it's, you know, you don't you have a reason to not feel that way yeah but if anything i don't know it's like now that she is here she's like well i'm here like let's do it petra is a
0: great example of like why athletes are special like these top <laughs> champion athletes yeah. this is not what petra is they doing all have something special she has that special thing i mean you don't get out of this draw of 128 women twice as the best and maybe more <laughs> Without being be favored to do it again with partial use of your dominant hand, well, and, without being special, and
1: again, I mean, even today in the press conference, you know, okay, this is a kid from full neck Czech Republic, beyond small town. Everybody yeah. that I talked to in the, that's Czech, all the Czech players, are like, no, it's a village, like yeah. they're like, and I think it may have been like. Either Lavochkova or Stritzova, who was like, no, like cows. Like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, trying, I was like, oh, so like a small city, like a town? They're like, no, like rural. They were trying to com- tell me it was like rural ish. It's a great t shirt, like- full neck,
0: no, like cows.
1: <laughs> cows. But, um, You know, and and they're saying that. And then today, like, you know, with Petra, and we all know kind of the Petra origin story, but, yeah, she was like, you know, like, I started playing tennis as a hobby, and then I was like, oh, I guess I'll go play professionally. And, you know, the whole thing of, like, how she was playing, like, kind of, you know, only in Czech Republic. She's, like, this very – her story –
0: She's an accidental champion.
1: – is amazing. Yeah. Is like, is truly one of those kind of, like, nucleouche. I used to always call her, like, Nukla Lush from, like, Bull Durham. Just, like, God came down and touched your left arm, and you don't even know what to do with this talent, and you're still trying yeah. – like, you're going to spend an entire career trying to figure it out. And, um, and yeah, she's awesome a special one. awesome that she's, that she's
0: it's, still doing it. Yeah. And whether – we will get to a point eventually – with Kvideva, where it's like a new normal, and if she loses first round to Joanna Lars, we'll be like, eh, bad loss, Petra. We are not there yet. No. Nope. This is all fully honeymoon house money <laughs> period for, the, all. I think, all of 2017 at the very least. And 2017 is a fair end point maybe for If she keeps playing full schedule and healthy, then at some point... But I think right when, now it's when all, she it's all finally so says, my yeah. hand
1: is 100%, yeah. or as 100% as it can be, yeah. then... Maybe. yeah and she's
0: not saying that she's saying i'm a different player i'm not playing as well as i was in 2011 or 2014. she's like i see that i know what i was able to do then i saw the video of the 222 winners that's not me another great video to watch you should watch i think it's not on youtube i it's think it's on daily on, like, motion yeah there you go so we know the ways <laughs> yeah. uh thank you i guess any other general thoughts uh other wimbledon observances we've had plenty of sidebars in here but like i mean languages are cool uh speaking of code of express
1: um yeah. So, so far, so good. I mean, so far everything's kind of clicked back into place. I mean, we'll see once everything gets going again, whether or not the pizzas are still as tasty, whether oh, or not yeah. the coffee is still as terrible. I think oh, it is. I think the it terrible coffee. I bad. had the first coffee. It makes me really sad. It's not delicious. <laughs> I drink a lot. I'm like, no wonder you guys drink a lot of tea here. I mean, this is what you think is coffee. Fair point. Um, it's yeah. so weird how But Wim- the weather's been nice. It's so
0: weird at Wimbledon is like this unbelievable place. <laughs> it's like it's like high the best of the best. And it has so many odd glaring weaknesses <laughs> that are minor, but it just is like pretty well. But like I you th- I know you could think coffee in a press room is very major, which it probably is. No no no. no. I, I was
1: gonna say it is coffee I was gonna say coffee is minor, but then I thought of something and I was like, No, I mean, actually maybe it's kind of a, for them it's it's not an easy fix. But um
0: But I mean they just have it's in a vending <laughs> machine or like an electronic machine they just have worse machines in the Australia. Dispenser, yeah.
1: No, it's a sponsor. Oh, you can't just right. like swap it out. And but bring isn't in but isn't it Lavazza emissions.
0: in Australia too?
1: Yeah, but that that's not great either.
0: It's better than here.
1: Yeah, but it's not that great either. Anyhow,
0: we'll get our coffee. I like Laura.
1: Lavazza coffee, but for some reason the machines don't really do it justice. It's fine, like if you get it at like coffee shops and stuff. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. I think it's better. There's a coffee, like, bar downstairs. Yeah, it's It's great. better. It's yeah, better. Yeah. Yeah. So just machines. Uh, and that is done for this machine of a podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This episode of No Challenge Remaining. You know the drill. Follow us on Twitter, NCR underscore tennis. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NCR podcast. And on there will be the video of Podapova's finish to Wimbledon Junior final last year, which was cray. Um, send us emails, questions, no challenge demanding at gmail.com. We'll try to do a few shows during the tournament, hopefully, and you can get those delivered automatically to you at whatever odd hour they pop up on our feeds, uh, by subscribing to us automatically on iTunes and many other podcast, uh, subscription services of your choice and apps and stuff. It's just the way to podcast this with your pod, your phone, whatever. Uh, you have rants, raves, thoughts? Mm. I'll start. I have, um, a, uh, I love British, a lot of things about Britain annoy me, which I make very clear, probably too clear on Twitter. It's just a different place. And because I understand the language fluently, I am aware of it all in a way I'm not in other countries. And so I'm just more critical, but I'm critical, not in a negative way, but I just evaluate things more constantly here. I really like British game shows that are on like during the middle of the day on BBC, like the afternoons. And my favorite one is Pointless, which is great. It's like inverse family feud. They give you like a thing and you have to come up with the answer the fewest people said in a survey. Ah, so it would be like nice. name... Um, a country that ends in like I A, and you probably get like a high score for saying Russia and a low score for saying um, Cambodia or something like that. And so, but it's just, but there's a lot of different categories. They're tough questions a lot of times. It's like it, it's really good. I recommend it. Some full episodes are on YouTube if you're an American and wants to sample it. I hope it's not geo blocked. I don't think it is because it's pirated, so it shouldn't be geo blocked. Oddly strange legal uh, mindset of pirates. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. They had a, a tennis question today, which I would not have gotten right actually because it was about naming somebody who wouldn't have gotten a pointless answer for like the, a, no, a zero point answer it was naming somebody who either venus or Ivan played en route to their 2001 wimbledon titles i, was like, oh. <laughs> I know who they played in the semis and final i had nothing before that spoiler shinobu Asagoe would have been a correct answer <laughs> which is my kind of game show anytime shinobu Asagoe gets mentioned Fair. uh so yes yeah, so i like those uh the chase i like too they brought that over to the u.s I think. And just some of the other ones. They're just like very quiet and they're very, very normal people. Like you don't get the sense there's like a casting director, which having been through the game show Ringer with Jeopardy, there's like a big, you know, sort of vetting process and like trying to find who's like the right person and weeding out people who might be, they might think are unsuitable for TV for whatever reason. Whether just quiet or odd or something. Um, The UK seems like a much more populist game show version. The prizes are pathetically small. They're so small. I don't get that. I really don't get that because I guess they, maybe it's a BBC thing because they're, like, government-sponsored. And I guess ITV might have richer game shows, but the prizes are incongruously small compared to what we're used to for national broadcasts on the biggest network. I'm sorry. Like, you should not have more number of dollars up for grabs. Like, you should make at least one cent for every person watching if you win a game show. It's a fair, made-up number I just wow. came up with. Okay. I <laughs> mean, the game show Norma Ray here. Uh, yeah, but they're great. Uh, Pointless is really cool. I Like, both. both hosts are great. It's... Uh, I think something that's very treasured by Brits and should be celebrated and wonderful. So yay Britain, yay Pointless.
1: All right. Um, I'm going to, within the same kind of British, like yay Britain sort of situation, like I'm really excited for a movie that's come out um, called Baby Driver, which is written by, uh, or directed by Edgar Wright, who I love. Okay. He also did Hot Fuzz and- oh, um,
0: Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I want to see this. And
1: um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, I do not know he did that. I love it. Shaun, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies of mm-hmm. all time. Hot Fuzz is still one of my Ugh. favorites. It's like the best. You should go watch but it. But anyways, so so it comes out and, and I'm like looking, I'm like kind of like, oh, I want to go see it. And so I'm like, oh, but in my head for some reason, because I'm thinking about it from the U.S. perspective, I was like, oh, well, I hope there's a theater that's near me that's showing it and like I'm going to have to go far to see it. So I was like online, like looking it up. I forgot like, oh, well, it's Edgar Wright. Who's British? This is like a br- technically a British right. movie. Hot does like, a British blockbuster? I feel like really excited about this movie. Like it is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like ten showings of it at every single theater that like all over London. Like now that I've thought about it, like now every pa- every time I pass by like a Cineplex or like a View, view get, like whatever, get, I'm, like walking and I'm like, oh, there, 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 and I just see Baby Driver everywhere. Where is a where is there a movie theater near here? i don't know near here but near i'm in fulham okay right yeah there's tons there's like three i don't know any um, i don't know any wimbledon or southfield oh yeah down by the mall i think there's one down the hill but yeah so it was like really really exciting and it but it was like just one of those moments where i was like oh yeah it's a british movie and it's a british product and it's yeah but i'm really excited for it but the secondary rave about it is just like you guys edgar wright is such a darling and such a gem and like we should all be so happy that he exists and makes movies and is an artist. If you have not seen Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, or Scott Pilgrim, or any of the other movies that Edgar Wright has done, like you have to go do it because he's just so unique in the way that he does comedy, like visual comedy, like zooming in, zooming out, like cueing things to music, like the beatdown scene. I exactly was going to say. That's right? going to be our outro With song, Queen? by the way. Yes,
0: yeah. that will be our outro song, that uh, uh, kind of sh- song in Shaun of the Dead. And I want to say there was something you ranted, raved about years ago on here uh from getting the full title like every every frame, frame of painting yeah and there was one about like how well he does comedy yep and like, the, d- the detail he puts into it yep. and so yeah i recommend that every frame painting on his comedy or whatever it's yeah. called it's very good and it's Shaun of the dead hot fuzz and this other movie which yep. i'm sure is great too baby driver go yeah. watch
1: it everybody who's awesome is in it you
0: haven't seen it yet have you
1: no no, no. but it's like basically like blind a, rave love it's this like you. a car it's like a car movie yeah. basically it's like a guy who like basically drives a car like he's a driver and but knowing Edgar Wright, like it's not about what the movie, no. like the premise of the movie sounds dumb. Yeah. But then you see the cast and then you know it's Edgar Wright and you know that you're going to watch something that's like high octane. The the, the, the the soundtrack has been getting a lot of play in terms of like being re- like it's like a musical movie. It's almost like a movie done in remix form. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what any of that means, but I'm really excited. It to means
0: it. anything like the Shaun of the Dead pub scene with the cue sticks. <laughs> That we're going to send this song.
1: <laughs> like a shooting song. <laughs> to the <laughs> sky. Like
0: and the mom is there just like <laughs> rocking. <laughs> it's <laughs> the best. Bye, guys.
2: Bye, guys. Don't stop
0: me
1: now.
2: Don't stop me. Because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. A shooting star leaving through the sky like a tiger.